This is relatively prime. Black girl math check in the mathematical domain. I am Samuel Hansen. My name is Brittany Rhodes, and I like to be introduced as a a, a math hope giver. <laughs> I think I just came up with that. Newly come up with or not, it is a really good thing to be, considering a couple of the jobs that Brittany has. I am a private tutor, and I am the resident math tutor at the Downtown Boxing Gym Youth Program, which is a nonprofit youth organization in Detroit, Michigan. It is, of course, speculation on my part, but I imagine a good amount of this hope giving is just her trying to make everyone feel just as excited as she did about math growing up. My relationship with mathematics when I was a kid was one of pure joy and excitement. Math has always been my favorite subject. And not just because it came easily either. It was something about math that was just so exciting for me. So I have always, even when it was challenging, you know, a lot of times people think when you genuinely enjoy math that you're good at it all the time and that you're fast and that, you know, you can do really large problems in your head. None of those apply to me. Even with math being Brittany's favorite subject, even with showing so much aptitude in Algebra 1, she was selected to take Algebra 2 a year early, even with taking AP Calculus. When her mother... My mother is a retired principal. Um, she was a kindergarten through eighth grade principal for over a decade. And so she's very much into education suggested the obvious, Brittany was rather incredulous. And my mom suggested to me just one day in conversation, she was like, you know, maybe you think I, you, you should major in math when you go to college. And I just remember scrunching up my face and looking at her like in disbelief and shock, like who would do that? Who would go to college who would go to college and major in math? Like, that's all they would be doing is math. Like, it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever heard. Of course, there are paths that are not always obvious to ourselves at first that we do end up recognizing as the right ones eventually. Or when I went down there, I had declared a dual degree engineering major. So I was going to do computer science at uh, Spelman College, which is where I graduated from in Atlanta. And then I was going to go to Georgia Tech and do a computer engineering degree. They had a program and I just had it all laid out, but I did not like to code and coding then was different than what, what it is now. So it was just did not resonate with me. And so when I was looking at the other majors, I was like, hmm. I've always enjoyed math. Math will give me, you know, a good start no matter what I end up doing. And so I ended up calling my mom very sheepishly, I might add, you know, I'm changing my major to math. It was at Spelman when Brittany started tutoring at both the college's math lab and at a local church's children's program. And it was tutoring which really opened up her eyes 
to the range of experiences people have with mathematics. It was there, it was around that time that I really started to understand how math affected people on the other end of the spectrum. So here I was a person who always loved math, who always enjoyed it. And I mean, you would hear stuff, you know, when we were younger about people just making comments and passing about math and not being good at it and that kind of thing. But I didn't really see it like that until I started tutoring. There was a particular aspect of people's experience with math that Brittany experienced while tutoring in the math lab that became very important to her journey later on. That of math anxiety. Most of the students that came into the math lab were students who, you know, just needed one math class, one or two math classes to satisfy their major. And then they were more than happy to wash their hands uh, or so they thought of mathematics and never have to deal with it again. And that's when I was introduced fully to the concept of math anxiety, although I didn't know that's what it was called at the time. But, you know, people just couldn't wait to be done with math. It was the bane of their existence. After graduating from Spelman, Brittany went to business school at Carnegie Mellon with the plan that she would get a job in the consumer packaged goods industry and use that experience to become an entrepreneur. My entrepreneurial dream was to open up math tutoring centers in, in low-income neighborhoods. Because I think at that time, we were seeing a lot. Sylvan was really popular and Kumon. I can't remember if Mathnasium was out at that point. But we were seeing all of these tutoring centers, but they weren't in areas where people were maybe under-resourced or didn't have the, people didn't have the access in certain neighborhoods to those amazing uh, opportunities. An entrepreneurial dream very much tied to her home city. I'm a native Detroiter, uh, born and raised here. And of course, as a Detroiter, Detroit has been through a lot over the past, you know, 50, 60, 70 plus years. And so at the time when I was in my 20s, that, that was my goal was to, was to help rebuild the city that gave me so much. As all too often happens with carefully laid plans, something completely unexpected popped up and threw them into disarray. In this case, the Great Recession, which is exactly what Brittany graduated into in 2010, along with its terrible job market. She did eventually land a job in Nashville doing analytics for Dollar General's private brand business for around a year, and then got a job in Detroit, helping the city's resurgence. But you can't keep a person who loves math from it for too long. And so she began tutoring kids in math again. And when she did, she found that the ideas about math from the kids were not that different from the math lab students at Spelman. So the mindset that a lot of my students, I would say... I would say probably almost all of them. Every now and then I'll get I'll get one one child who's super excited about math, but that of course is 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 more of the exception. They typically come in very math averse. They're just like, I don't like math. It has no place in my life. It's not fun. It's boring. I would rather be watching paint dry. That was the, that was the, that's typically the initial mindset. Brittany has developed some ways to tackle this initial mindset, 
such as interviewing her students and finding out their favorite food or sport or activities and integrating them into the work that they do together, like putting their favorite TV show into a word problem. Even marker colors come into it. I'll ask my students, well, what's your favorite color? What color marker do you want to use when we go through this problem? And they get so excited. Oh, it's blue, it's pink. You know, and then now we're doing math in their favorite color marker. It sounds very trivial, sounds very basic, like, yeah, okay, whatever. But because we understand that a lot of times kids, their issues with math, one of them is that they feel that it's not personal, right? It doesn't feel relevant. It doesn't feel connected to their lived experiences. Something as simple as doing math in their favorite color marker marker actually makes them feel very good. These things really do have an effect too. Take, for example, this tutoring student's amazing turnaround. He is in the eighth grade and we started working together this past summer. And in our first meeting, he was just, oh my goodness, he was, he was, respectful, but he was just like, I don't like math. If he got on, on the Zoom call, he just was looking so deadpan, like, what are we about to do? And then I think it was last week, we were graphing something. We were in Desmos and he was like, he just came out of nowhere and he said, ain't math pretty? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm writing that down just in case you forget that you said it. I do think negative mindsets about mathematics would go away if Brittany tutored every person in the world one-on-one. -on -one. But sadly, that just might be impossible. Then again, she also does group tutoring too with the Downtown Boxing Gym's youth program. And it was while tutoring at the boxing gym that Brittany observed something very important. One of the things I noticed very quickly when I got there in 2016 was that a lot of the times when the older kids, especially, so the middle and high school students would come to me and ask me for algebra help or geometry help or trigonometry help or whatever it was that we were working on. And we would dig into the work. Many times it wasn't geometry, algebra, and trig that they were struggling with. It was basic mathematics. So when you are at the end of a two-step equation and you have to divide by three-fourths and you didn't really master fraction division, it makes algebra, the whole subject, feel very hard. Um, negative numbers, decimals, all of those things, percentages, all of those things that they were introduced to in, in elementary and middle school that they may not have mastered was making these higher level classes feel very hard and, and very unattainable. This observation was not just important for how Brittany approached her tutoring. It was also important for her path in life. And it was there that this full circle moment happens, you know, from high school, you know, to my mom suggesting I major in math, to me actually becoming a math major, to my whole business school plan. The, the seed was planted around that time and then it came full circle then. And as you can no doubt imagine, this is the seed that will eventually grow into... I... Oh. Oh no, I, I just realized I've, I've made a big mistake. I, I didn't play the entirety of 
Brittany's introduction. I'm I'm so sorry. Let let me make it up to you. I'll I'll put I'll put the rest of it here right now. I am the founder and general mathager of Black Girl Math Chick. That's my business. Black Girl Math Chick is an amazing monthly subscription box, which helps to build the mathematical confidence and identities of young Black women, or of anyone who gets the box. Really, anyone, including me. I'm a subscriber. And it's the way that Brittany's life path comes full circle. Because while it might not be a tutoring center, Black Girl Math Chick allows her to utilize the business and math backgrounds that she has, while helping to provide mathematical resources for those who are all too often denied access to them. Though, if it weren't for her future husband's dislike of grocery shopping, it may never have happened. He had the food boxes that we're all familiar with, like the HelloFreshes. And the blue aprons, he he had those. And this was in 2014. So they were still kind of new. And I had not heard of them. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, they send you everything and all you have to do is cook. And he's like, yes. Black Girl Mathjik wasn't even the first subscription box idea that Brittany had. No, that was a box that was going to provide clothing for tall women. This idea didn't end up going to market. But while planning it, Brittany had done a ton of subscription box research. And even after her first idea didn't pan out, she continued to do this research, eventually turning it toward STEM subscription boxes. There were all kinds. There were coding boxes and engineering boxes and science boxes and and STEAM boxes incorporating art. I was just fascinated with everything. But I noticed that there were not many, if actually there, I think at the time there was like one, one or two math boxes. And one of them was on, was actually closing up shop. A situation which clearly should not stand. We need some math boxes, not because math is my, is my favorite thing. So yeah, I may be a little bit biased, but not because of that, but because math is the foundation of STEM. This lack of mathematical subscription boxes was not anywhere near the whole driving force behind Brittany wanting to create her own, though. It wasn't just my students who were having these experiences, and I was just trying to think about what else I could do to accelerate positive change and and, and positive mindset around mathematics. That was a bit general of an idea for a subscription box, so she needed to narrow it down a bit. This led Brittany to think about her time as a tutor and what she had observed in her students. This is a generalization, but typically, more often than not, the boys were more likely to be confident in their math ability, and the girls were more likely, and sometimes the girls were actually they were actually doing very well at whatever the concept was, but they would still be saying that they weren't good at math. And I would I would be left scratching my head because I honestly, because again, that wasn't my experience as a kid. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have a firsthand understanding of it and couldn't relate to it. I would be confused because I, I would say, well, you're doing the problem. Like you're you're working through this problem set and you don't really need my help. So I am actually genuinely confused about why you're saying out of your mouth that you're not good at math, but I'm sitting here watching you do it. 
With this idea in mind, she began to read research on race and gender equity in mathematics from people like Nicole Joseph, Joe Baller, and Denise Gaskins, among many others. This research included things like the gender confidence gap and the accessibility gap that exists between white and black and brown families when it comes to advanced math classes in high school, such as AP classes. But a subscription box is a business, so Brittany also wanted to talk to the people the business would be aimed at. So I started reaching out to my mom friends who had daughters who were in the in the age slash gray range that I thought I was going to serve. I was just in the customer discovery phase at this point. And most of the of the customer discovery interviews I did, maybe all of them, if I remember correctly, all of the girls I spoke with expressed some type of anxiety with mathematics, some type of disdain for it um, for a variety of reasons. And so I had that data. I had the data that the secondary research that I had done. And I was like, OK, I'm going to do something focused on girls. And as I was looking at the at the racial data, I said, OK, I've, I'm a black woman. I've primarily worked with black students. I know the disparities that exist in general. They are no different um, in terms of, of math education in the United States. So this is going to be my niche. With the subject and the audience for the box identified, it was then time for the most important aspect of the whole thing. What was this subscription box? going to be called. And I love a good play on words. And Black Girl Magic is a play on the term Black Girl Magic, which was popularized by Kashawn Thompson in 2013 as a way to celebrate the achievements and accomplishments of Black women in America. So, subject, audience, name, all done. What does that leave us? Oh yeah, what's actually in the box each month? I knew that I wanted to tell the stories of women mathematicians. And I like to think that Hidden Figures and how well received that was when it came out a few years, about a year before I started my business, I like to think that that was an inspiration for me. I did not, I had not heard of the Hidden Figures uh, before the movie came out. I had no knowledge of them. And so for, for me, as a Black woman to, and who studied math, to have never had heard about them, I was like, okay, I, I know there are so many more stories like this, modern day stories, and I want to uncover those. And I also, from my data, understood that a lot of times girls, their math identity is what it is because they don't see people who look like them doing math and enjoying it. So the first thing I knew I wanted to include was a feature of a woman mathematician and not a feature where I'm just cobbling together things that I find on the internet but actually interviewing these women myself and creating a whole narrative around what they have done and what they have contributed thanks to their math background. And the feature is just the start of it. Another thing is, is me hearing so much over the years from my students, you know, when am I going to use this in the real world? I don't need math for this. I don't need math to do X, Y, and Z. I was like, every box is going to be based on a real world theme going to pick a theme. And then I decided at some point that the theme was based on the woman, whatever the woman mathematician that I featured in that month's box, whatever it is she does career wise with her math background, that's going to be the theme. And then I'm going to find stuff that is tangible, that fits with that theme, but that is also relatable to child's lived experiences and also stuff they'll use. Each month, these things change. 
Sometimes they're school-related, like a really cool colored pencil case that has a lid that's a ruler. And other times, they're fun things, like a foam airplane or a flying disc. Or they could even be practical everyday items, like a tape measure. One month I featured a woman who, she has a math degree from Dartmouth, and she she owns a Congolese fashion brand. So we were studying the math and fashion and shopping. And I put a tape measure in there because designers and folks who make clothes often use tape measures, but it's also a really good representation of the counting numbers on a number line. The box also always comes with a real-world activity booklet, which is a way for the box's recipients to exercise and build their mathematical muscles. We have one that is for third to fifth grade and one that's for sixth to eighth grade because the box is designed to to fortify and strengthen the math that is taught between third and eighth grade. And the real-world math activity booklet is something I create myself, and it is based on the theme. And then there is my personal favorite part, the stickers. We work with a local artist who creates art for us, and then we turn that art into a sticker sheet. Again, just to make it fun. They definitely make it fun. In fact, I am looking at the Math Helps You Take Flight sticker, which I put up on the filing cabinet near my desk right now, and it is bringing a huge smile to my face. Another thing which is always in each box is an activity which can be done without a screen. From dice to probability spinners, Brittany sees including these screen-free activities as imperative for equity and access. There's a disparate access to regular access to technology for families. And I don't want to create something where a, a child in one part of my town couldn't access it fully and a child in another part of my town could access it fully because they have different life experiences and life circumstances. So my box can be enjoyed 100% without the need for a screen. Sometimes these screen-free activities are something that a lot of people don't necessarily think of as being mathematical. Books. This is partially because Brittany loved reading growing up and wanted to pass that on to children who may not have gotten there yet. But there are also research-based reasons. The studies that I read, and, and it continues to show, is that when children have strong reading comprehension, they're much more likely to be better at math. And so what does that mean? You know, they read word problems and they're able to interpret what the problem is asking them and to solve the problem because their reading comprehension is stronger. And do not worry, adults. Brittany has thought about your needs too. We also include a caring adult guide so that whoever is working with a child on and in the box that they have tools that they can also use to help the child have the best experience. And we do include an answer key. The answer key is the only thing which is digital, so that there is no chance of losing it, or of a kid getting their hands on it when the box is first opened. Though I'm sure after a box or two, they wouldn't want to spoil the surprise of the questions. The last thing which comes with the box is very unique. It is definitely not something I had ever heard of before. It's a math affirmation, so it's always some type of positive statement around math 
and around the girl. So it's it's one of those I statements or my, it's always my or I in, in, in the affirmations that I create. And again, it's around math. Each affirmation ties into the box's theme. For October, uh, the theme is I'm so fly. And we feature a woman who is a mathematician. Her actual job title is mathematician at Lockheed Martin Aeronautics. So she she's not a pilot, but she works on airplanes and uses math to work on airplanes. So the theme was I'm so fly. And so the affirmation this month was math keeps me fly and F stood for focused, L stood for learning and Y stood for yearning for more. So math keeps me focused, learning and yearning for more. These affirmations take a lot of shapes. For example, there's one which is aimed at people who can't help but compare themselves to their friends. In December of last year, I did a friendship-themed box, uh, and the theme was Squad Goals. And I featured a math professor who created a book honoring 29 Black women mathematicians, an activity book called Women Who Count. And the affirmation was, my math journey may be different than my friend's math journey, and that is okay. So just because your friend is getting all A's on the test or she gets, you feel like she gets done with the assignment quicker, that doesn't say anything about your math journey or your math ability. Of all the math affirmations that I've seen and that I've heard, my personal favorite is the simplest one. The very first math affirmation I did for my very first box in July 2019 was I am a math person. So just a girl getting up every morning and saying to herself, I am a math person, because we hear so much people saying that they're not math people. So let's 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 flip that on its head and let's say I am a math person every day. It may be anecdata, but these affirmations work for at least one black girl math chick recipient. I have one customer who has all of her affirmations posted up on her window in her bedroom. They're the first thing she sees in the morning. And when I got the picture from her sister, it just made my heart swell because that is the goal for you to see these positive statements about math so much that you actually start believing that you can be good at math or that you already are good at math and you just didn't know it. And to also reframe what it means to be good at math. And there you have it. That is what comes in a black girl math chick box. One thing that I was really interested in was how wide a range of careers the mathematicians featured in the boxes have, especially since I know that I, for one, tend to think of academics and researchers when I hear the word mathematician. And I imagine that many other people do too. So I asked Brittany about how she chooses who she features. If you had asked me that question probably five or 10 years ago, I would I too would have thought of academicians. It's only since I've started doing this work that I've learned so much you know, about, about what is capable with a math background. Going from the mathematicians featured, math backgrounds make you capable of being everything from a fashion designer to a startup CFO to a real estate agent to a hurricane storm surge modeler. This variety is possible because Brittany has a wonderfully broad definition for mathematician. To me, a mathematician is somebody who uses math to make the world a better place because that's the goal of mathematics anyway. Even those, even those researchers and those academicians who are doing what, what feels to most people is very 
complex and very confusing, their work is on some level making the world a better place. And thankfully, she's coming for all of our much more constrained definitions. Even though I I didn't think about this until just now, I think in a way I'm trying to disrupt what it means to be a mathematician. That extends to children, too. You know, we call kids engineers, you know, when they're young. Like, I think there's a brand called Kid Kid Engineer. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Kid Engineer. We call kids scientists, you know, when they're young. You know, you here's this cool science experiment and you can do all that. You can make the volcano erupt. You can do all this cool stuff, all these all these projects. You're a, you're a little scientist. We call them artists. We call them musicians. Why would we call them mathematicians? Hopefully with the over 1,200 boxes already sent out to 35 states in Canada, more young Black women are now rightly being called mathematicians. Brittany is especially proud to be able to serve families now, during the pandemic. We already talk about math learning loss in the summer, you know, generally speaking in a normal time, but, but there have been studies that have already come out talking about the math learning loss and reading learning loss that we're experiencing due to COVID. There are definitely barriers for many families, though, when it comes to the $40 a month subscription cost for Black Girl Math Check. And that is why Brittany is excited to be working with schools and youth-serving organizations who can take a box and amplify its reach to benefit many young people. This also includes raising money to help distribute boxes to some of these organizations through the donate link at blackgirlmathchick.com. We're getting ready to donate to uh, about three nonprofits, uh, girl-serving nonprofits in the Metro Detroit area, which I'm so excited about. Um, Again, I, I owe so much of who I am and what I've been able to accomplish to my Detroit upbringing, and so I wanted to to give back in that way. So we're actively getting those donations ready. So if anybody wants to do that, yeah, they can go on our website. And as long as you're on the website donating, make sure to remember that it's almost that time of year when you just might be giving out some gifts. And if you just so happen to have a young person in your life, we make a great gift if I do say so myself. Seeing how I've gifted myself with a subscription, I'm going to have to agree. And It's true no matter the race or gender of the person that you gift a subscription to. Because while it's true that Black Girl Math Chick is created with an audience in mind. My box is very obviously called Black Girl Math Chick, and I have been very unapologetic about serving and creating a product that that shows Black girls specifically that that they can be in in the driver's seat when it comes to performing math at a high level. Because again, the studies... And my own experiences have shown that 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 they're not often told that. This also means that white boys and non-binary Latinx kids and trans indigenous children are also told these same things. And being exposed to the representation in the Black Girl Mathjik boxes will also help them expand their ideas of who can be a mathematician and what mathematics encompasses. Plus... We can all stand to learn from the mathematics in the activity books. For Brittany, it's an example of what's known as the curb cut effect. Curb cuts were created for people who at the time, at the time they were created for people who were um, in wheelchairs and going over a curb, you know, could be dangerous for them. And then often it was dangerous. But when curb cuts were created, people who 
where in wheelchairs, we're not the only ones who benefited. So who else benefited from curb cuts? People with children pushing strollers, people with suitcases, people with with grocery carts, skaters, rollerbladers, skateboarders, etc. So the premise is that when we saw for those who are considered the least of us or who are considered the most vulnerable in our society, everybody wins. That's the premise I used when I started Black Girl Magic. It was like, okay, I know that my the core audience I'm trying to serve is Black girls, but this product is not just for Black girls. It's going to serve so many other people, but we're serving them because in the math world and in the STEM world, they're considered the least of us. They're the ones who are getting the shortest end of the stick in more ways than one. And so when you when we create stuff for people who are who are not who are not getting all of the resources they need, then we all win. And we've seen that time and time again. As a white non-binary adult, i.e. definitely not a bullseye when it comes to the target demographic for the Black Girl Magic boxes, I can say that we definitely do all win when it comes to their creation. They are truly for anyone who already loves mathematics or is looking to start the process of loving it. I am always excited when I know I'm about to get a new one in my mailbox. And not just because I always want some new stickers, even if I really do always want some new stickers. That's why I'm so happy that it seems no matter how much I and all of the other subscribers are getting from the boxes, Brittany is getting just as much from doing the work of putting them together. It has really allowed me to operate in my purpose and my passion. I realized maybe like a year ago that 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 my purpose in life, that I was put on this earth to help people see the beauty of mathematics and to show them that they can do math and that they can perform math at a high level and that they have what it takes to be a math star. And I, I don't, I, I think I knew that before just because of how much I love to tutor and how much fulfillment I get out of seeing the successes in my students. But it wasn't until I started this business that I was like, okay, all of the, the crazy stuff that has happened in my life, the periods of involuntary unemployment and the student loans and despite my best efforts not to have student loans and all of those things that I felt like were working against me were actually working for me. All of the experiences that I've had, even all the way back to high school when I was in AP Calculus, but also on the yearbook staff and loved interviewing and writing. It's like now I'm doing everything that, every experience that I've had has has prepared me to run this business. And that is all the time we have for this episode of Relatively Prime. I want to thank my guest, Brittany Rhodes, for her time. And I also want to thank all of you for listening, especially those of you who've been waiting since March 31st for a new episode. I had a major non-pandemic related health scare that I'm thankfully mostly recovered from now. And I am so excited to be able to bring y'all episodes again. Thank you so much for sticking around. Also, I need to thank Broke for Free for the music at the beginning of the episode and that I'm talking over right now. You can find them at BrokeForFree.com or in the show notes for this episode at RelPrime.com. And while I'm thanking people, there is a special group of people who deserve all of my thanks. And those are my patrons on Patreon, 
without y'all, this episode and the last 40 or so of them just wouldn't have happened. They couldn't have happened without you. So thank you so much. If you want to support the show like they did, you can head over to patreon.com slash and pledge whatever you can afford per episode. Finally, Rel Prime is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. So you can feel free to do whatever you want with the sounds on this episode, as long as you say that you got them from Relatively Prime and that you license them in the same way. So again, thank you so much for listening. And like the month before, the month before, the month before, the month before. Okay, like back in March and like the month after this one, I hope that you have a math one. Bye, y'all. <laughs>